0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. Oh? Okay. In a land that... No in a land either. In a time... I don't think so. In a land before time.
1: It's about a comedian,
0: Jack. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What, what does that mean? When everything you know is wrong. That's wrong. In an outpost. No. On the edge of space. There's no space. A girl. No. Two girls. No. Now, no. more than ever. Stop it. A renegade cop. <sighs> I hate you. A robot renegade cop. You're fired. You're fired. No, you're actually fired. I'm fired. Get out of the booth, Jack. No. I like it in here.
2: That was the trailer of the 2002 documentary, Comedian. The trailer, obviously, had nothing to do with the actual content of the movie. In fact, I may have laughed more at the trailer than at anything Jerry Seinfeld did in the documentary. The voiceover artist featured in the trailer was Hal Douglas, who passed away on March seventh, 2014. He and other artists, such as Don LaFontaine, became the signature voices for movie trailers in the 90s with the catchphrase, in a world. That catchphrase has been so synonymous with movie trailers that people may not realize that voiceover artists have rarely, if ever, been used on a movie trailer for the last decade. On this episode of Arc, I'm going to go over the history of the movie trailer, common elements found within popular trailers, and the most common sound effect used in trailers today. This is arc.
0: God bless television. To the movies, to good movies, to every possible kind. I am the danger. I am the one who
2: knocks. Is that a hair gel? <coughs> Loud noises! There's no crying in space.
1: i'll be back i
0: want the truth you can't handle the truth these are their stories from now on i order you watch more television than ever before
2: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of arts review and commentary i'm your host omar latiri and thank you so much for listening This episode, as always, is brought to you by Arcs Amazon page. Go to artsreviewandcommentary.com and click on the Amazon button to do your shopping. It's the best way to help out this show and the Realm Network to provide you with free, on-demand content each and every week. Movie trailers have been around since the silent era. They were usually slide stills of the production in progress to whet the appetite of the audience. Later, as sound was added to the movies, the recorded music and voiceovers were added to the movie trailers. Compared to today's trailers, the movie trailers of yesteryear seemed to be somewhat less structured. More emphasis was given to the facts surrounding the production rather than the story itself. Big, bold text was superimposed over the action on screen if not on title cards with words like, THE BIGGEST PICTURE YET or filmed in Technicolor. Basically, the text of the movie trailers was like the captions of videos shared by Upworthy.com, generic text that could be applied to anything in hopes of gaining an audience's interest. Over the next few decades, trailers added music and narration. Listen to this trailer from the 1951 movie, The African Queen.
0: From the thrilling pages of world-renowned
1: author C.S. Forrester's magnificent story, and filmed in the jungles and headwaters of
2: Africa, the dark continent, in all the magnificence of Color by Technicolor, comes the most exciting adventure ever screened. What's curious about this movie trailer is that it still advertises Technicolor, a process that had been around for almost 40 years. It's not like color was still a novelty in 1951. But the inclusion of Technicolor as a selling point in a movie trailer is telling. The trailer was trying to sell an experience of going to the movies. Also, notice when the narrator mentions that the movie was filmed in Africa, the Dark Continent? Yeah, it has racist undertones, but why phrase it that way? The exoticness of the location of the film helped audiences get transported to a place that many of them most likely would never ever see, except at the movies. The provincial tone of the trailer implied that the marketing was geared toward audiences of the lowest common denominator. Don't believe me? Take a listen to this trailer, and guess what movie it was for.
0: Seven, seven, seven... The Magnificent
2: Seven. And just to be sure you get it.
0: They were only seven, but they fought by 700. Bring the kind of justice that would
2: last. It sounds almost embarrassing listening to this, considering what a great film The Magnificent Seven is compared to the trailer. This started to change in the late 60s and into the 1970s. The movie trailers began to feature much more surreal imagery, usually setting a mood for the movie. The trailers also began focusing more on a specific character, with the voiceover artist talking about the lead character. Here is a segment from the trailer for Bullet.
0: Detective Lieutenant Frank Bullet. Some other kind of cop. Pity the guy he works for.
2: And here's one from the trailer of Dirty Harry.
0: There were a lot of reasons they called him Dirty Harry. And he kept inventing new ones.
2: A curious byproduct of cutting movie trailers was that the sound became just as choppy as the edits. No attempt was ever made at creating a seamless soundtrack for the trailer, instead using the movie's original sound. Take this sequence from the trailer of the 1975 movie Rollerball.
0: A century's old dream. You better do as you told, Jonathan. That's all I have. I won't be here when I come back.
2: You won't be back, John April.
0: No player is greater than the game itself. It's not a game a man is supposed to grow strong in, Jonathan.
2: If that was tough to listen to, I apologize. I only wanted to highlight the seemingly amateur way movie trailers were done 40 years ago. By the 1980s, however, the voiceover narration became the best and most consistent feature in a movie trailer. The narrator would be a staple of the trailer for the next 20 years, and in the 90s, it almost always featured in a world. In a world filled with violence.
0: In a world that's powered by violence. On the streets where the violent have power. A new generation carries on an old tradition. In a world where dreamers and believers are miraculously transformed into heavenly creatures. In a world where freedom is history. In a world where great risks can bring extraordinary rewards. In a world without gas. In a world fraught with corruption.
2: In addition to these narrations, certain pieces of music were consistently used during these trailers. One of the most popular pieces of classical music is O Fortuna from the cantata Carmina Burana by Karl Orff. It's been used in trailers for movies such as Glory and Cliffhanger. I'm sure you'll recognize this. Sometimes music for trailers are pulled from the soundtracks of other movies, and sometimes that music cue becomes more popular than the movie it originally came from. Listen to these cues, and see if you can guess what movie soundtrack these selections came from, and what movie trailers you might remember them accompanying. That was Lux Eterna by Clint Mansell from the soundtrack to Requiem for a Dream. This piece has been used in trailers for movies like The Da Vinci Code and The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. How about this one? That track is Fire in a Brooklyn Theater by Randy Edelman, originally in the soundtrack to the movie Come See the Paradise. It was often used in political or courtroom movie trailers like A Few Good Men, Patriot Games, and Philadelphia. How about a heartwarming cue? That track is Bruce and Linda, also by Randy Edelman, originally in the soundtrack to the movie Dragon the Bruce Lee Story. It was featured in the trailers to such movies as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Truman Show, and most memorably, Forrest Gump. Here's an inspirational cue. was from the end titles of The Shawshank Redemption, composed by Thomas Newman. That selection has been featured in trailers for movies such as Seabiscuit, Million Dollar Baby, and The Green Mile. Here's one that gets everyone on the edge of their seats. That was Bishop's Countdown by James Horner from the soundtrack to the movie Aliens. This piece was used in the trailers for 24 different movies, including From Dusk Till Dawn and Minority Report. In addition to musical selections taken from other soundtracks, studios have also used music written specifically for trailers composed by outside companies. One such company is Immediate Music whose selections have been used in over a hundred different trailers. The track playing right now is called Ode to Power and has been used in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie trailers. When we come back, I'll go over one particular sound cue that is being used quite often in today's trailers. But first, this special announcement from Buzz Burbank.
1: Stand by for a special news bulletin. This is a big day for many of you as radio and podcast listeners. It's a big day in the world of radio via the Internet. And it's the biggest day ever for those of us at the Realm Network. Legendary broadcaster Don Geronimo has joined this network to do the kind of show he's always wanted to do. The kind of show many of us have always wanted to hear him do. Days from now, in very early April, Don will begin doing a live two-hour show Monday through Friday at dongeronimopodcast.com. The show's time slot and premiere date will be announced very soon. You can follow Don, Realm, and me on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date. The show will feature your live phone calls and some favorite voices who've worked with Don before, including yours truly. Drew Hoffer from Don Sacramento Radio Show will serve as Don's co-host. Our old friend Joe Ardinger from the WJFK Days will be on hand. And I will join the show regularly as frequently as my schedule will allow as I continue to bring you this daily newscast, specials, and appearances on other shows, including the Mark and Lowell Premium Show. I also stay pretty busy these days as a proud co-executive for what appears to be the world's fastest-growing podcast network, But I will be there to panel with Don and the guys and to bring bits of my news as fodder for both discussion and comedy. I'm very excited about this new show for some pretty obvious reasons. Don, who's been a friend and co-worker of mine for the better part of three decades, is very excited about his new show because it's his first without the meddling of corporate radio executives and without the FCC rules that killed the spontaneity and fun of radio. And Don will have a lot to say in his first week of shows about the events and people that led him to do a podcast. Don's show will be available by subscription only, but those subscriptions are being offered for a short time at a special introductory price. You can get all the details at dongeronimopodcast.com. As radio and TV move from corporate suites and big metal towers to the new frontier of the internet, the Realm Network becomes one of this new industry's leaders, featuring 17 shows, including Don's, this one, The Kirk McEwen Show, The Mark and Lowell Show, and programs that cover gaming, sports, the arts, interviews, politics left and right, and more. And we'll add more shows, from big names like Don to promising new talent with a focus on diversity. I'm very proud of this network and my partners, Mark Ronick and Lowell Meltzer, and I'm very grateful to you for your support of so much of what we do. These are exciting, fun days. Thanks for coming along for the ride.
2: Welcome back The track that's playing now is Immediate Music's Redrum A piece that has been used in 28 different trailers And holds the record for the most times a piece of music has ever been featured in a trailer What's curious about it is that this piece of music Like voiceover narration Hasn't been used in a movie trailer in 10 years Today, trailers have changed again In place of narration, simple title cards are used, not too different from trailers of 70 years ago. They may say something like, from the best-selling novel, or simply just the movie's title and the date of the movie's release. A composer named Jack Trammell has been prolific in his compositions for movie trailers, and you can hear his work in many of the past few years' summer blockbuster movie previews. But there is also a curious musical cue that's also a bit of a sound cue that's used quite often these days. It's called Bram with three A's and it sounds like this. I'm sure that must sound really familiar. That small cue actually has a story of its own and this is how it came to be. Let me ask you a question. You you never really... Remember the beginning of a dream, do you? You always wind up right in the middle of what's going on. I guess, yeah. So how did we end up here? In preparation for the release of the 2010 movie Inception, composer Mike Zarin was tasked by director Christopher Nolan to write the music for the trailer. Working off an idea given to him by editor Dave Rosenthal, who suggested a sound to clear the room like a Tibetan bell, and inspired by this repeated sound in the trailer from the 2007 Transformers movie, Zarin recorded some train sounds. Zaren was then told to work off of some strings from this track from The Dark Knight by Hans Zimmer. After which, Zarin came up with this prototype Bram sound. For the second trailer for Inception, director Christopher Nolan turned to the composer for the actual movie, Hans Zimmer. Building on Mike Zarin's original sound, Zimmer added percussion to the bram and came up with this... This cue is also featured in the film's released soundtrack at the end of the track named 528491. But that's still not quite the sound. The final iteration of the Bram was manufactured by the composer for the final trailer of Inception, Zach Hemsey. The music from that final trailer is called Mind Heist, and you can hear it at the end of this episode. That Bram has been used not only in the trailer for Inception, but the trailers for Theseus, Transformers Darker the Moon, The Avengers, Prometheus, Battleship, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Tron Legacy, Wrath of the Titans, John Carter of Mars, and Star Trek Into Darkness. Basically, it's the new in a world. That's it for this episode of Arts Review and Commentary. Thank you so much for listening. Watch out for ARK's upcoming YouTube page, and you can read all of my reviews and essays by visiting artsreviewandcommentary.com. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com ARC Reviews. Follow the show on Twitter at ARC Reviews. And you can email me at artsreviewandcommentary at gmail.com. My name is Omar Latiri, and this is ARC.
1: The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.